blessing today in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you very much. You may be seated. How many of us here are pastors? Pastors? Wow, that is a blessing. Now this morning, I want to share with you on uh, a master key for pastors and ministers. And um, just two things. Revelations chapter 10. And we're going to read from verse 1. It says, I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it were the sun, and his feet were as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot on the earth. And he cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. All right. Now verse 8. And the voice I heard from heaven said unto me, Go and take the little book. All right. That is open in the hands of of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth and I went to the angel and said unto him give me the little book and he said take it and eat it up and it shall make thy belly bitter but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey and I took the little book out of the angel's hand And ate it up, and it was in my mouth, sweet as honey. But as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said to me, thou must prophesy again before many people and nations, tongues and kings. Amen. Now, I have a book here called The Art of Leadership. This is one of the best books on leadership. Do you have snakes in your town? This is a book about snakes. The wisdom of snakes. Snakes are the wisest animal. That's why there's no lion here, but there's a snake here. Yeah. All lions have been wiped out, but snakes are here. They've survived in spite of your hatred. Yes, you hate them, but they are here. They are surviving. So this book will teach you how to be as wise as a serpent. Yes, the wisdom of a serpent is great. And for those of you who only read books with pictures, this is a book with pictures. It has pictures. All right. Now, this book here, The art of leadership is what I'm teaching from now. And it says in uh, this chapter, if you can tell me which chapter it is, 24. 
that if you cannot read, you cannot lead. If you cannot read, you cannot lead. So reading is a key for all pastors and leaders. Reading of books. You know, we are going to be here for just a couple of hours. We cannot do much. We cannot teach much. We can just share a few things. And then, really, it is up to us as ministers to develop ourselves. Amen. And grow in the things of God. So, a book is one of the greatest gifts you can have. And that is why, as we arrived here, we came with the Macarius, which I believe has been given to you at an, an, an amazing uh, discount. Is that not so? I don't know whether you realize that that is not the price of the book at all. Even that is not what it is sold for. This actually cost 400 US dollars, which is 400 times um, 10 is 4,000. That is the real price. So I hope you appreciate what uh, has been done for you. Yeah. All right, thank you. So um, in this pack of books, there are several things. And one of the things is uh, teaching you on the art of leadership. You know, how to lead. I'm sure you know that in Africa, our great problem is leadership, isn't it? A good example, perhaps the best example for all time in Africa would be Zimbabwe, where Zimbabwe used to be a country um, that was um, even nicer than South Africa at a point. And um, today, through the leadership of President Mugabe, we have the country as it is. It is what it is now because of the leadership of that group of people. So what you should learn from it, instead of saying you cannot see, is that a certain kind of leadership leads to certain things, you know, and and you have to sort of try to understand what is it that we do, you know, that creates poverty and difficulty for the people that are under us, you understand? If you don't honestly look at it, you will be, be the same because things are generally the same in groups of people. Why do I say that? Because it is. Even diseases. If uh, there is Ebola virus, it is there. If there's a drought, there's a drought in Namibia. We just came from Namibia. There's a drought there as well. There's famine there as well. And in Zimbabwe too, there's no water. There's no rain. It's, it's like similar, but where where we are coming from in Canada. It's nothing like that. We have rain all the time. We have trees, grass, green. Everything is green. 
you see. So things grow in groups. So in our African setting, you see that there's a style of leadership that creates difficulty. You know, you go to Zimbabwe, there's not even money. Like, not that they, not that they want money. Like, there's no, there's no money to use. They have to use mobile money and what have you, you know, to do everything. You know, to eat, there's no electricity, there's no, so much problem. So don't say that you can't see. Or don't say that, oh, the white man has done. The white man, is a long time ago that he was not there. You know, you see, when in Ghana, we have, uh, we had independence first, 1957. So we are 62 years of running, it's going to be 100 years soon of running our own affairs. And, and Ghana is, I mean, one, one of the poorest countries in the world. It is. You know, but you saw, at first, they always mention the white man. The white man has done this, colonialism, the white man. Today, nobody mentions white man in Ghana. <laughs> nobody mentions white man. Because, you see, we've been destroying ourselves for so long that we've forgotten about the white man that he, he ever was given in Ghana. You see, you people are new in, you are new in independence. I don't know about Botswana, but, you know, at least South Africa, Zimbabwe, you are new. So, you, 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 you'll be blaming the white man. He, said, he oppressed us. He gave us Bantu education. He didn't allow this. He didn't do this. He didn't. After some time, you stop saying all those things. Because you'll soon see that it has been too long you get it? Since they, they were here, the current destruction of Zimbabwe is not caused by a white man. How can it be caused by a white man? Who printed $50 billion notes? Who, who made it? Who did it? Was it a white man? No. So, leadership is something you must learn. You must study it. And in this book, The Art of Leadership, you will, you will learn leadership if you are interested okay now this is another book called the good general a good general that is a good leader fighter and leadership is about war there's a lot of things to do as a leader so this book is also very important in that now this book at the art of leadership teaches us one of chapter 24 that you cannot really lead people if you don't read. Now, in Revelations, the Bible teaches us that there was uh, an angel appearing. And the angel appeared and said, take the book that is in my hand. All right? Or a voice told him, go and take the book that is in the angel's hand. And when he took the book, he ate the book. When he ate the book, you see, in verse 10, it was sweet in his mouth and bitter in his belly. Now, that is important because we all cannot eat certain things. You see, so you cannot eat books you don't like. So God will give you some things that are initially sweet. 
Later on, you see the bitterness of it. You get it? But in your mouth, it is sweet. You know? Listen, let's face it. We cannot understand every book. I remember one time I was flying to South Africa with my wife. And um, I had a book by a man of God I could not understand. So I gave it to her to read. I said, read it and then explain to me. Because when I read, I don't understand. So she read it and explained it to me. And I still didn't understand what, she, what, what, what was happening. You get what I'm saying? Because, you know, she, she's an art student. So she did history and this kind of subject. But I'm a science student. You get it? But she, under, she understood and she explained it to me. And I could not get it. You see? For instance, uh, a great man of God like uh, T.D. Jakes, Bishop T.D. Jakes. He's a very great man of God. He has written many books. I have bought all his books. I have all his books. You know, and I've tried to read it, but I can't read it. When I read, it doesn't go. But my wife can read it and understand it. But I cannot understand it. You get it? So, it, it, is, it, is, not, it is not for me. It is not able to enter. But a person like Rick Joyner, Rick Joyner, who is also, he has complex books. I, I give it to people. They can't understand it. So what is it? We don't know. Read it and explain it. But for me, when I read, I, am, I understand something that you can understand. And when you see that, that is the sign that these books are meant for me. Yes. Amen. It must be sweet in your mouth. Mouth is the entrance, the beginning of the reading of the book is sweet. And then as for the bitterness of the word, it is real. I mean, God's word has bitterness in it. But initially it is sweet, so sweet that you start to take it in. And if it goes deep, you will see that it's not as nice as you thought. You get it. Now, when he took it in Revelations chapter 10, he ate the book. Now, you must stop reading books and start eating them. Now, what's the difference between reading and eating? Well, eating is to tear something apart. You see, one day I built a house. And uh, when I were building a house, we built a septic tank. Do you use septic tanks here? Or you have a, a piping system, sewage you have both. Okay. Now, the septic tank is something that gets full. Do you see? And then a, a tank comes to suck it out. Did you have that here as well? Yes. Now, after 10 years, do you see? It was not full yet. And there were a lot of people in the house. Yes. Do you understand my, my message? I'm saying that people using the toilet, going to the toilet, using it, a lot of people, 10 years, it is not, has never been sucked out. More years are going by and it is still not being, it has not, I mean, it was not ever for, I don't know how many years it took, you know, in that place. You know, that is where I saw that 
when you eat, you get it. <laughs> the things that you eat, they are completely dissolved. Yes, they are completely mashed and dissolved in your stomach. Yes, dissolved. So, actually, what is coming out is water. It's actually something like colored water. Yes, because everything you've eaten that was on the plate, that was hard you were cutting with a knife, has been completely, I mean, dissolved. Yes, how do you think it goes through your stomach? Your intestine is small like my finger. Your intestine is very small like your finger. It just goes through like that. Do you think a big piece of meat like this is going into your intestine? There's no way. It has turned into water. Dissolved like this. Your stomach is like a, like a grinding machine. It grinds the taste into paste. That's what it means to eat. You grind the thing into paste. Yes. I mean, look at a, a, a woman's, uh, the, the back here. You see some of them are quite big. How do you think the meat that you ate came as a piece and went through and then landed here? No way. <laughs> no. It turned into water and then came all the way through your blood. Yes, through your blood. And came and there is a hormone which directs with a woman. It sends direction straight here, here, and here. And the back. So it directs you. That's how a woman has a shape. Because there is a directional hormone that says to the back. And then it goes to the back. (laughs) Are you with me? What I'm trying to say is that it says, as when I ate it, when I ate the book, like I dissolved the book, I, I completely finished the book. The book became like a paste. You couldn't even see what was left of the book. Yes. When I ate the book, okay, then what happened in verse 11? Then your ministry changes into four dimensions four dimensions change it says now you must prophesy which is like preaching or minister to prophesy is to minister it says you must minister now in four dimensions what are the four dimensions number one many people you see many of us have few people but god is going to give you many people some of you are surprised that there are so many people right here in Palape. Yes. Is it not true? Yes. You are surprised that there are many people in Francis Town. You are surprised that there are many people because what it is is that there is a, a level of ministry where you don't see few people anymore, but you see many people. Whether it is pastors, whether it is a crusade, whether it is a church, whether it is whatever. There is a dimension of ministry that you see many people. And I prophesy that you are going to enter that dimension. Jesus name. Amen. So many people. So when you start eating books, 
Uh, do you get what I'm saying? Like you dissolve the book into nut. I mean, it changes into paste and water. And dissolve and enter your spirit, your mind, your soul. You, you'll be surprised the effect that you see many people. Number two, and nations. Some of you have preached only in Botswana. But you'll be preaching in nations. It's amazing how your ministry is about to change. And it's going to change from just a book. Books change your life. Books change your ministry. If you have the, the heart to eat a book, it will change. You see, I'm sharing this because that's what happened to me. Somebody came to me and gave me a book by a man called Kenneth Hagen. That was the beginning of the everything for my life and ministry. Just a book. Yes. The book introduced me to his preaching. The book introduced me to make, it just, it started to take a very small book. None of my books here is as small as that. It was like half, like this, small. But it opened, I said, and after, after that, I was looking for every book by Kenneth Hagen. And you see, a book is something that leads you to other books by the same person. That is why the author's name must be big on the book. Because you buy books by the name of the one who wrote, not even by the topic. Because what it is is that within the books, there is a book that may be very important next year in February. By next year, February, a book may be very important to you, a particular book. And that's why we make this effort to make this box. And we, you, you can imagine how much it costs to even make the box. The box itself, which makes it a library, is diff, it's also a cost. It's like a book on its own. Before this, the books made nicely for you in a library. Yes. 60 books. Beautiful. So, nations, you are going to start speaking in nations. Yes. This year I have preached in uh, nations. I preached in Namibia. Yes. Where else have I preached this year? I preached in Nicaragua. Yes. I preached in Canada. In Calgary. In Toronto. I preached in the UK. I preach in Australia. I preach in America. I preach in Uganda. Rwanda. I preach in Burundi. I preach in Tanzania. I preach in Dar es Salaam. Next week, as soon as I go back, I'm going to Manila, to Philippines. I'm going to preach in Philippines. From there, I'm preaching in Korea. Yongichu has invited me to preach in his main church. Preaching in the main church service. Yes. So nations, you preach to many, and I'm I'm not an American. I rarely go to America. I rarely go to America. I'm from Ghana. Yes. A fellow African nation with the same type of problems. The problems we have is the same thing that you have. It's true. It's not very different. Yes. 
So I see you going to nations of the world. Then tongues. Tongues. You, you will need interpreter. An interpreter. You see, at first I didn't like interpreters till I read this verse. When I read this verse, I realized that it's a higher level. Because you now are not preaching to just the people of your own tongue. But it has gone to a higher level where other people with other tongues are now trying to hear you. So you need to speak in their tongue as well. So sometimes I have two interpreters even. Sometimes three. The highest number of interpreters I've had is three at a crusade. We'll be four of us in a line. When I preach, this one preaches, this one preaches, this one preaches. It's very long, you know, because some languages have more words. Like French has more words than English. So the, this book box in French is bigger like this. Because when you say one thing in, in English, the French will say, it has become a lot. <laughs> so sometimes I'm preaching and four of us will be preaching. It's a, it's a level. You've never preached to French people before, but soon you'll be preaching and they'll be interpreting to French. Yes. Yes. You've never preached to Portuguese people, but you'll be preaching. Just, you see, and you say, oh, which Portuguese? You, you are surrounded. Mozambique is Portuguese. Angola is Portuguese. But your ministry is going to go to other nations. That's why you'll be going to Mozambique. That's why you go to Angola, Brazil. And so on, where the Portuguese is spoken. These are levels that God wants to take your ministry to. Hallelujah. And finally, you speak to kings. Kings. Wow. Kings. You know, there comes a level in your ministry where the kings the presidents, the heads of countries and places will be honored to have you. Not that you will be honored to see them. They will be honored to have you. Yes, receive it. One day I visited a president in his house and he said, when he entered the living room, he said, to what do I owe this honor? Wow. Wow. One time I visited another president. He said, I've waited the whole day. When I heard you were coming, I waited the whole day. I was going out, but I decided not to go out. I've waited the whole day for you to come. Yes. You will see them. I said, you will see them. Yes. A few days ago, a few weeks ago, I was meeting with the president of Namibia. A few weeks ago, I was meeting with the president of Nicaragua. He was sitting here, and I, was, I, was, I always pray with them to lead them to Christ. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know how I saw, I don't know why. I also as I arrived, I said, the president is seeing you at this time. I said, oh, wow, it's an honor. I, I don't know how it happens. Don't ask me. You are going to experience it as you eat books. Kama shetala bakabaya. Yes. So when we come here with books, do you see, it's not to sell books. No. 
You can imagine the losses, financial cost for us to bring these books to you. No, it is for you. For you. Yeah. Now, a book will change your life. A book will open you to the anointing. A book will take you higher. And you become mighty in ministry. So I really want to encourage you to open yourself to the books. Because the anointing of the Holy Spirit is going to come on your life. Now in this uh, book, what do you call it here? We have uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is what you also get from books. What you get from books. Now, without the anointing, you cannot do much. So, I am sharing with you about reading. And I am saying that you can experience the power of the anointing through books. Why? Luke eight eleven is a mysterious verse that I want you to look at. Luke eight eleven. It says, Now the parable is this. The what? What is a parable? A mystery. Parabolic word. Something that goes round in your head. Something not so easy to understand. And that mystery is that the seed is the word. Now, oil comes from seeds. Oil comes from seeds. Olive oil comes from the olive seed. Sunflower oil. What are the groundnut oil, coconut oil, palm nut oil, corn oil? The seed is the word. So this word, the word, is actually the oil is in it. But you see, it, it needs some grinding. The same grinding again. Until you grind it and the oil comes out of it. So when you start to soak in these books and messages and preaching, the oil comes out of the books. And that's the anointing. Now, many years ago, I always like to give this testimony because, um, you know, one day somebody said to me, when I look at all your books, what I can summarize, if I was to summarize the books, is to say, your books are books on how to, how to do it. Do you see? How to. And it's, it's a good summary. How to become anointed. How to have church growth. How to be a shepherd. How to evangelize. How to preach salvation. How to neutralize a curse. How to pray. How to. If you look through. Do you see? 
how to fight those who leave you, those who are disloyal, those who accuse you, those who are proud, those who are dangerous sons, those who are ignorant, those who forget. Hey, there are some people who forget. If, if you are kind to them, they will forget. Yes. Yes. 